The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Uh, we're in the midst of the series, Open Your Mind to Prosperity, and today we're going to be talking about uh, prosperity through the love concept, and it's kind of just kind of funny how things kind of play out, obviously. Um, in the United States of America on this day, if the country is quite divided over, um, um, Donald Trump becoming the, the president elect and the next, uh, president of the United States. And it was just interesting that this would be the same day that we will fall on the love concept because I think it reminds us as new thought metaphysicians, what do you stand for? And what are you going to, what, what are you going to allow to govern your belief system? What are we going to allow to determine our prosperity, our well-being, our abundance, our peace of mind? What's happening in the outer? I'm not saying that things in the outer don't affect us. I'm not saying that by no stretch of the imagination. But we get to determine what a thing means to us. And we can allow fear to dictate our conversations, our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, and our actions, or we can get into the love concept and realize that always God is the source of my supply, the source of my love, the source of my peace. However this shakes out, you have to know who you are in the midst of anything you do or don't do. Never Give your power away. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in, and we're going to get to the book shortly, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, sometimes called the love uh, chapter of the Bible. He says, if I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. 
Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoice, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. For knowledge, it will come to an end. For we only, for we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. So Paul was reminding us that our responsibility is always to be functioning out of the love consciousness. Now, in the Revealing Word by Charles Fillmore, he has some excellent um, words about love. If you have a Revealing Word, it's on page 124. And he says that love is the pure essence of being that binds together the whole human family. Of all the attributes of God, love is undoubtedly the most beautiful. In divine mind, love is the power that joins and binds in divine harmony the universe and everything in it, the great harmonizing principle known to man. So the first thing we need to recognize is that love binds things together. And it also is the great harmonizer. So if we have any type of discord going on in our thoughts and feelings, which then reflect in our life world and affairs, we need to introduce love into the space because if in harmony is in the space, love is not dominant. And we just need to be mindful of that. That means it's not dominant. He goes on to say, divine love is impersonal. It loves for the sake of loving. So you don't love folks because you like them or dislike them. You love because love is who you are and God is love. So God expresses as love in through and as each individual because God is love and love isn't impersonal. And we have to always be mindful of that. He goes on to say, Mr. Fillmore, it is not concerned with what or who it loves, nor with a return of love. Like the sun, its joy is in the shining forth of its nature mm. am I going to choose to be love even when I don't like what I'm seeing am I going to choose love when I don't agree am I going to choose love when I get frustrated am I going to choose love when I temporarily get scared am I going to choose love when the bills get too high am I going to choose love when my body's not acting the way I want it to act, I'm, will I choose love when I start having issues with family members, spouse, parents, siblings, children, other family members? Am I going to choose love when I'm disagreeing with my coworker or my supervisor or my employee or my subordinate? Am I going to choose love? Because we have to choose it consistently, every day, basing every thought, every feeling, every word, every action, and every reaction on love. As Joshua said to the children of Israel, after they conquered part of the promised land, because Joshua didn't conquer the whole promised land, even though that's what people believe. He said to them, choose you this day 
whom you will serve. And I'm saying the same thing to you now. Part of what makes this prosperity through the love concept work is that we have to choose love consistently. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Will you serve love or fear? Will you serve love or the diagnosis? Will you serve love or the seeming appearance of lack of finances? Will you choose love or the discord in your family? Will you choose love or political unrest? What do you choose? What do you choose? I I get what everybody else is doing. What do you choose? Choose you this day. Because Joshua said, as far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As far as me and my consciousness, I will be in harmony with the divine law of God. As far as me and my house, we have to always be mindful that opportunities present themselves to us so we can grow. I meet no one but me. I am always my own experience. Fillmore goes on to say in the revealing word that love is an inner quality. That means you don't have to go anywhere to get it. Nobody can give you love. They, they can express the love they have, and you can express the love you have, but they can't give it to you. It's an inner quality. Love is an inner quality that sees good everywhere and in everybody. Hmm. It insists that all is good, and by refusing to see anything but good, it causes that quality finally to appear uppermost in itself and in all things. So what this is really saying is this, because I don't want you to miss this point, because sometimes folks read metaphysics and we jump to quick conclusions. The attributes of God must have vehicles of expression. If not, they stay in the abstract. They stay in the invisible. And the idea of love or power or wisdom or substance or life, for instance, will do you no good if not expressed. And the vehicle of expression is thinking, which then turns into word and action. So love shows up in how we think, thinking and feeling together combined, how we speak and what we do. The attributes of God need vehicles of expression because God being love does not change some of the violence that people see on the streets and around the world and the inharmony and and, and drama that's sometimes created when people are in conflict. But a sufficient realization of love shifts. It shifts. Where am I with love in my soul? It's a good question to ask. Say, so, well, my soul is not the issue. It's other people that don't know how to love. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm always my own experience. Let me work on being such a light of love that it, that when people come in my light, they get illuminated. If you get close enough to my light, you should recognize that you're in my light. If you're in my space and you don't see my light, then it's not bright enough. Because if you're the light, it should help people see. That's one of the purposes of light. It helps people see. You have headlights on your car so you can see ahead of your vehicle. You have lights in your home 
so you don't have to walk around and bump into the things in the house and actually perform duties and in the house or go to the restroom, cook food, uh, not bump into the table. You have light so you can see. The light helps you and anybody that's in the same location see. You have street lights so the streets are not dark. It allows people to see where they're going and what's coming close to them or near them. Light allows navigation. So if people are in your space, they should be able to see better because of your consciousness. Because of your consciousness. I'll just drop my revealing word as I was about to go to the next def- part of the definition. But I'm going to shift from there anyway. Because I think, and I'm about to get to the books, I don't want us to miss the prosperity through the love concept. But I just want to make sure I read this because I think this is so important that we just stop and acknowledge it. That Jesus taught this type of love. Jesus taught this type of love. He wrote it this way. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works. And give glory to your father in heaven. Now. People are quick to quote Jesus saying I am the light of the world. They're not so quick to quote when he said you are the light of the world. So he wasn't claiming the uh, light to be exclusively his. You are the light. How does your light shine? Are you lifting your light up so other people can see? It gives light to all in the house. All people who are connected or can be affected by your consciousness. Let your light shine. That's how people see your love. That's how people see your love. Jesus also taught Matthew chapter 5 verses 43 through 48. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that you may be children of your father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Which were people at the time that were, you know, Jewish people had some not holistic beliefs about Gentiles. He says, be there for, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. And in Aramaic, which, you know, he was speaking in Aramaic. These gospels are written in Greek. This is saying that in that language, perfect meant mature. It also means all inclusive. Be all inclusive in your love. Be mature in your love. That's how it shows up. Love matters. Love matters. Am I going to show up as love in my space? Am I going to show up as love? This is something to think about. It's just something to think about. So, anyway, 
Uh, before we, I have like a one minute before our break. So let me remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donation. So as you freely receive, freely give, help support this online ministry, you can go to uh, unity.fm and click on the giving button, I believe it is, or donate button, and help support this online ministry that's spreading this message of love around the world. That's important. If we're going to be the agents of change, we have to be the agents of love. There's no way around that. Also, remember that this show has a Facebook page, uh, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Go on Facebook, like the page, uh, give it a positive, good five-star review. I would appreciate it to help spread the word. Also on iTunes, if you listen to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, make sure that you write a review and give it a, a good five-star review. It allows people to be exposed to this message. We need to be mindful that it is our job to get the message of love out. So with that, we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Someone once said there are two ways to get to the top of an oak tree. Climb the tree or plant an acorn and wait. If we expect changes to happen in our lives, we may want to consider climbing. Plus, changes needn't be monumental. Sometimes it's as easy as an attitude shift. Life is what we bring to it. Do you have a job that seems less than exciting? When you walk through the door, bring joy with you. Life looks better when viewed through a positive attitude. Are you facing a health challenge or surgery? Get rid of your fears by focusing instead on spirit working in and through you. When you remember that with God all things are possible, your outlook cannot help but change. Today, wherever you go, whatever you face, do so with joyous expectations. Release your inner splendor and allow the light and love of God to guide your way. This Mindful Moment is brought to you by Daily Word Magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition, perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Give it a test run with our 30-day free trial offer. Learn more at unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword. Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're now on page 144 of the book, Open Your Mind to Prosperity. And it reads, since the word concept means something conceived in the mind, 
The way to practice the love concept is to become filled with the idea of love inwardly and then express it both inwardly and outwardly. This releases a high-powered energy that is instantly felt and responded to by people and situations. So the first thing he's, she's saying, Catherine Ponder, is we need to, to contemplate, meditate, think about, feel this concept of love. You know, sometimes that means just meditating on the concept of the word love or God is love or I am love. I would do I am love just because I am is our spiritual identity and you're identifying with the attribute or concept you want to express. But however you do it, it's contemplation on the idea of love and what that means. Sometimes it might be just love and just, okay, what does it mean to show up as love? What does it mean to speak as love? What does it mean to think and feel love in every cell of our bodies? What does it mean to be love in our interactions with other people? What does it mean? Love. Love. And contemplate on that. Then she wrote on page 145. In your own life, you may go through periods when truth principles no longer seem to work for you sufficiently. If so, it may be that you need to use them more lovingly. Mm. So in other words, sometimes we can be very cold and dry with metaphysics and the balance of it is compassion and love. So let's make sure that as we engage with our own selves, first of all, that we're showing love to ourselves and recognizing that the more I work on love, the more I'm actually uh, allowing my good to show up in my life because God is love. Instead of trying to just make it a willpower exercise. Love allows you to be instead of trying to make. It goes on on page 145 and she states, practicing the love concept can do more to help you achieve your goals than all the hard mental effort in the world. If you get too tense about what you want out of life and try to force it into manifestation mentally, you can actually repel the very good you are trying to manifest. So this is the, this is where we have to get into the nuances. You must be definite with the infinite. You must make choices. You need to see clearly in your mind what it is that you desire. You need to have faith, absolutely. Strength and conviction to hold on to the idea. But love is is the harmonizing, equalizing, balancing attribute of God. So when you want things to come to you in a harmonious, holistic way, you use love. Because, you know, like for instance, you can't force trust. But if a person loves you, trust shows up at the table quicker. I'm not saying it's automatic because there's some people I know you love that you don't trust. But you have to learn to not trust people you really love. Because love shows up with that trust factor. Because love is love draws us an attracting power. As stated in the next paragraph, you, the use of love of the love concept magnetically draws your good to you in countless ways. This method takes the strain out of demonstrating your good. Why? Because if love is a magnet... That means that it is drawing to it that which is of its own nature. So when I'm really filled with love, that which is consistent with my good, that which is consistent with the love in my soul is drawn to me. So if we believe that thinking is formative, in other words, to think is to create form, then if my thinking is based on love, then I'm th- my, my forms will be based on love. One of the statements, our statements of faith in the Universal Foundation for Better Living is we believe with Jesus that the basis for right thinking is love. We believe with Jesus because that statement is saying that Jesus believed that the basis of right thinking is love. We believe with Jesus. So if we base are thinking on love, then we have to get the attributes of love in expression. That's how it works. We don't have to reinvent the wheel with this. This is a love thing. 
And again, when love is present, compassion is present. When love is present, cooperation is present. When love is present, harmony is present. When love is present, balance is present. When love is present, holistic energy is present. When love is present, that magnetic energy that draws your good to you is present. Love works. Love works. And we need to be very present to, am I allowing love to take the lead in my consciousness? Am I allowing love? In the first epistle of John, chapter 3, verse 18. It reads, little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And what that was basically saying is, I'll read it again, little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. In other words, let's make sure that our actions match what's coming out of our mouths. If we're going to talk love, we have to show love. If we're going to talk it, we must show it. In that same epistle, chapter First uh, John chapter 4 verse 7 and 8 it reads beloved let us love one another because love is from God everyone who loves is born of God and knows God whoever does not love does not know God for God is love mm. whoever does not love does not know God for God is love. So allow that to to sit with you. In the first epistle of John chapter 4 verse 16 it reads, so we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. Think about what it means to just to meditate and pray on those scriptures to reveal to your soul. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does that show up for you? And then once you get turned on by love, that's your light that shines before people and allows people to glorify the presence and power of God working in and through your life that Jesus called the Father. She wrote on page 145, you can begin invoking the love concept by meditating often upon the biblical statement, God is love. Dwelling often on this statement keeps you from becoming too cold or unloving. It can also cause a marvelous transformation to take place in you and your world. God is love. God is love. And coming back to that, page 146, she wrote, the love concept works in both personal and impersonal ways. As we use it, it often brings new people and experiences in our life. It also releases more harmony and peace into our already established relationships. So as we meditate on it, not only does it help us personally, but it also it helps impersonally. It can affect people coming into our space. It can affect the collective consciousness of humanity and help lift it up. Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So we need to be mindful that what we lift up in thought we also affect the collective consciousness. And if people can do what we call wrong because of the mob, because of a mob mentality, then how come they can't do right? And how come they can't love out of a mob mentality? Help be a part of the consciousness that shifts the world into love. Back to the book, page 146. People sometimes hesitate to use the love concept because they think that to become filled with the thought of love is to become filled with a gushing kind of emotionalism. And we need to first of all recognize that love is an emotion, but it does function and work through the emotional nature, the feeling nature. But it transcends feeling. And you don't have to be over emotional 
to be loving because many times people who are unbalanced resort to emotionalism. You know, crying is great, but it, but after you cry, you still got to work. Clean your soul up, then get to moving. You can't allow it to paralyze you. That's emotionalism. Or allowing your anger to take you where you don't want it to go. That's emotionalism. Or allowing fear to take you where you don't want it to go. That's emotionalism. Or allowing jealousy to take you where you don't want to go. That's emotionalism. Or being so happy that you don't have rational thinking. Happiness is a great thing. But that don't mean that it's, you don't get to think. You have to think about where you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it all the time. Never give up your power of choice. There are people who, because uh, they 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 mix the love, the personal love is, is a mixture of the divine love with the personal beliefs and meanings that we give give a thing. That we sometimes don't know how to love and still use wisdom. That's why wisdom and love are packaged deals, and they should always be used together. It's like Kentucky Fried Chicken in a biscuit or Popeyes Chicken in a biscuit. You don't go to Popeyes. And get that chicken without thinking you're going to get that delicious biscuit. And you should not function with wisdom without love and love without wisdom. It's just the way it works. Back to the book. She talks about how in the next paragraph, quoting um, psychologist Eric Fromm, love shows itself as a harmonious attitude towards life. I love that. Love shows itself as a harmonious attitude towards life. What's my attitude towards life? How do I engage with life, myself, other people, the world in general? She goes on to state, psychologists state that one reason for mental illness, family problems, health problems, or financial failure is that many people do not have enough give ability toward life. In other words, they're not flexible. They have a rigid set of rules about how life and people are supposed to be. When people and conditions do not measure up to their rigid rules, they criticize, condemn, find fault, resist, and resent. Oh, that's powerful. When people and conditions do not measure up to their rigid rules, they criticize, condemn, find fault, resist and resent is any of that you you need to ask that question she goes on to say they are inharmonious unloving and unhappy this leads to all kind of problems and they wonder why life never becomes what they want it to be practicing the love concepts helps us develop a non-critical attitude toward life and people it allows you to accept people for who they are in behavior and at the same time see beyond their behavior and recognize that we're always dealing with spiritual beings love allows you to see that the intellect doesn't allow you to see that the intellect will, will tell you these are the facts and this is what the person is and this is what they're about this is what they stand for etc love allows you to be able to say that's a child of god and trust me when I tell you, you have to shift your mind and then shift your mind and then shift your mind and then shift your mind sometimes over and over again just to see it. And sometimes the child of God that you're trying to see is yourself because you are not really going to see a child of God in anyone else if you can't see it in yourself. And you're not truly going to love anyone else properly if you don't know how to love yourself properly. Just be mindful of that. You have to be really, really serious and convinced that you're worthy of love. And then love can show up as you express it with other people. Because if you don't believe you're worthy of love and somebody shows up to love you properly, then you will misuse that love because you don't believe you deserve it. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. All right. On page 148, she wrote, one reason the love concept is so powerful is because the word love produces a positive, harmonious, 
magnetic current when deliberately sent forth. So I love that word deliberately because that's telling me that you and I must make conscious choices about being love. Deliberately sent forth. She says this love con- excuse me, this love current will break up opposing thoughts of hate and render them powerless. The thought of inharmony can be dissolved not only in the mind of the one practicing the love concept, but also in the mind of everyone with whom he comes in contact so that countless people are harmonized and blessed by one person's practice of love. So are you willing to be that one person right now that can transform a community just because you know how to love properly, love yourself, realize you are worthy of love, and then be the vehicle, the vehicle for the attribute of love to express? Again, the attributes of God need vehicles. Are you going to be that vehicle? We need to be mindful of that and what that means and how that and what that looks like going forward. So it's time for our second break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. his new book, What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug? Daryl Fuzaro emphasizes the positive effects of applying unity principles in everyday situations. Laura Harvey, editor of Daily Word magazine, exclaims Daryl Fuzaro shares his life lessons with inspiring creativity. This book is encouraging, funny, and heartwarming, a combination I highly recommend. As co-host of Unity Online Radio's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, Daryl's old-school charm and no-nonsense approach to spirituality keep a global audience laughing and inspired. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug? Is loaded with Daryl's hilarious, award-winning illustrations and packs his wit and wisdom into easy-to-digest, bite-sized stories of how he transforms chaos into tranquility and succeeds in the entertainment business by doing the opposite of everyone else. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug is a pocket Bible encouraging the talented and timid to trust their gut, act on their intuition, and step out boldly. Even if you just bought it for the chapter titles and Daryl Fuzaro's illustrations alone, you'd be getting more than your money's worth with this book. Author and film critic Sister Rose Pucati says, Spending time with Fuzaro's stories will leave you no choice but to smile and carry on. Oh, he forgot to mention he hangs out with a group of nuns, but then, if he had, it would have necessitated a change to some of his more colorful adjectives. Have fun ordering your copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug today on Amazon.com. This Christmas, recall the childlike joy of the holidays with The Wonder of Christmas, a new Advent booklet from Unity. Request or download your free booklet today at unity.org slash UOR Advent. The Wonder of Christmas supports your Advent journey with inspirational messages, scripture, uplifting stories, beautiful poems, and more. Download or request your free copy today at unity.org slash UOR Advent. That's unity.org slash UOR Advent. But hurry, Advent begins November 27th. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on page 148. I didn't offer earlier that if a person wanted to call in or to ask a question or make a comment, Comment, you can call in to 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, moving right along, page 148. She wrote, the average person is not aware that he possesses this mighty power to dissolve all negative emotions, his words and others. 
nor is the average person aware that the word love, when persistently used, will transform conditions in mind and body, financial affairs, or interpersonal relationships. So she's basically saying, first of all, you got to realize that you have the power of love within you. And then you have to work with the concept in your consciousness to transform your space. Then she says, when you find yourself tempted to resist, resent, or criticize people, situations, or life in general, this is the time to use the love concept. Now, we got to make sure that we know the difference between taking authentic action and criticism. Uh, to, to quote Eckhart Tolle, authentic action is if a person is, gives you, you're at a restaurant and the waiter brings you cold soup. Authentic action is, hey, excuse me, waiter, this is cold soup. Please take this back and to the kitchen and bring me out some hot soup. If you ordered hot soup, you should get hot soup. Criticism is we're eating the cold soup, talking about the restaurant the whole time and how bad the experience is, but we're not taking authentic action to change it. Criticism is 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 sending the soup away and and letting that be the the conversation for the rest of the dinner, taking time away from you, either you eating your food and enjoying it or the company that you have with another individual because you're focused on a problem after you've taken an action. So let's make sure that we're taking authentic action. It's a difference because sometimes people say, oh, just love everything and don't try to change nothing. No, that's what I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying there is a difference between authentic action and criticism. There's authentic action versus getting caught up in your drama and your story. That's the ego created. Anyway, moving on. She wrote how love, how the love concept heals. Many persons as a result of unhappy childhood experiences have Resistant places in their subconscious mental areas that do not readily yield to the power of thought or the spoken word. Yet words of love repeatedly used dissolve those resistant areas. So when we think we're stuck on a thing, especially with old pain. We have to really contemplate, pray, read, listen to, study. Over and over again, love, 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 love. However it needs to show up so you can break those crystallized, hard, firm beliefs in mind that interfere with your ability to express the prosperity in all forms of life that you deserve. Be mindful of that. Moving on. She wrote on page 49. Something that a doctor quoted, a doctor in England. Most people require a constant, constant supply of appreciation for their mental health and personal happiness. Now, well, I realize that we're all self-sufficient beings, but we're also social beings. And people want to feel appreciated. People are lifted up by praise and thanksgiving. So as you practice the love concept and you start to show or share praise, it not only lifts them up, it lifts you up because you're thinking the uplifted thought first. Now, let me just be clear. Make sure it's authentic. People know phony when they hear it. Some people know phony when they hear it. I'm not going to say all, but many do. But more importantly, you want to be authentic with it because you want that consciousness of praise and thanksgiving. To lift up your mind. And that counts. Back to the book. She says it is normal. To need appreciation and kindness. Normal. People seek it out. But you have to be mindful that. The appreciation and kindness. That you're seeking. Has to start with you first. Uh, Do I appreciate me? Do I appreciate my body is a vehicle. Do I appreciate my mind? Do I appreciate the blessings that I have? Friends or family or both. Opportunities, etc. And kindness. You have to be kind to yourself. 
be kind to yourself in how you take care of your body. What you eat, what you drink, what you put on it. Be kind to it. Show that you love it. When you start talking about being kind, be kind to your mind. If we are what we eat, we're also what we think. Be careful type of food you give your mind. Just something to think about. All right. She goes on to say, well, page 150, love possesses marvelous powers. A good way to test its power is by practicing the love concept with members of your own household. In other words, why go try to practice love somewhere else when your house is out of order? All right. Page 150, the freeing power of love. The love concept, the love concept includes freeing those we love to find their own, excuse me, maybe start over. The love concept includes freeing those we love to find their good in their own way, rather than feeling that our love for them gives us the right to possess, dominate, or criticize them. True love frees. It does not bind. We never lose love by freeing it. So people sometimes want to control other folks. You have to free them. Sometimes to walk their own path when you know that that path might lead them to a place they don't want to go. But if they're being hard-headed about it, you got to love them through it. That's not always easy. It's not always easy. It goes on to say on... um, Page 151, it was a quote. Perhaps you should wish to save her, talking about a young lady in the story, from some experience you had. If the experience is necessary for her soul growth, you cannot prevent it, though you may postpone it. You don't know what a soul is working through and why. That's why we have to have love and show up as love consistently. It goes on to say, love and wisdom united. Bottom of page 151, whereas mind power accompanied by love can become cold and unloving, so love acting alone may become impulsive. United with wisdom, love knows the true course, so the discordant conditions of mind and body can be harmonized. Harmonized. So again, as I stated earlier, wisdom and love are like Popeye's chicken and the biscuit or Kentucky Fried Chicken and the biscuit. You don't get the chicken without the biscuit and you should not use divine love without wisdom and wisdom without divine love. It just doesn't make sense at all. So, next week, I'm going to talk about prosperity through divine restoration. I still haven't decided what I'm going to teach, because that's the last chapter of this book that I'm in. What I'm going to teach before the Christmas break. Still praying on it, because um, I have a lot of different ideas and I'm working with it. So as I prayerfully work with it, as I prayerfully look at what are the ways we can use this show to help you get your transformations, your blessings, your breakthroughs, I want to make sure that if it's me or if it's an expert that I bring on to help you, that you're getting what you need to get to transform your life and turn it around. Your life can be great. I want it to be greater. It could be good. I want it to be greater. It could be average. I want it to be greater. Period. Greater. Because I really believe that this message of new thought that is presented in these different ministries and the ministry that exposed it to me, Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, is the message that can change this world. I believe it. A message that's based upon unity and oneness. A message that that puts love first. A message that 
promotes the divinity of humanity. A belief system that gets us to work with our own thoughts and feelings. We have to be mindful. We have the message. We have to go do something with it. We have the message. Without a shadow of a doubt. We just need to be mindful of it. And go forward with the understanding that the New Thought Movement brings something so unique to the world. If you're out there listening and you felt the urge or the calling to do this, if you're ready, say yes. I don't want you to say yes to something you're not ready for. But if you're ready, don't wait and don't hesitate. Find a way to get the training that you need. And come out here and be a change agent with the world. That's how it works. So, with that, we're going to wrap up the show for today. God bless you all. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Remember when you entered first grade? Did you find it hard to believe you'd ever be able to learn and do all that was expected of you? Do you remember how, through your own consistent effort and the support of your parents and teachers, you did learn the basics and went on to master more complex skills? Life is a process similar to the one we experience in school. As we move through life and attempt to expand our awareness of who we are and what life is all about, we encounter new problems, such as the schoolroom of daily living. We can approach each situation with a positive attitude. Take one step at a time and know it's only a matter of persistence before we arrive at a solution. Repeated efforts will accomplish any undertaking. This law of life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world.
I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.